All right. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm back again with another episode of It Factor. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy Robinson. And today we have my brother, someone special. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Uh, hello, my name is Joaquin Myers. Um, I'm an actor, stuntman, and a musician in the Atlanta area. Uh, graduated from Fort Valley State with a Bachelor of Science in Mathematics. So it's a bit of my background. Yes, sir. So with that, man, how are you doing mentally, physically, emotionally? How are you doing? Oh man, these are great questions. <laughs> yeah, man, you don't don't get these uh these questions, man. People actually ask how you how you're feeling, man. Um mentally, I would say that uh I'm in a grinding state, man. Um the the mental space is kind of divided up in a bunch of different sectors for each hat that I wear, you know. And uh, each thing is its own uh, its own job. So acting is its own thing. Stunts is its own thing. Music is its own thing. Um, being a family man, a husband and and a father is its own thing. So um, that's that's kind of where I am mentally. It's kind of um, investing mental space and energy in all of these different areas, right? And um, yeah, it's it's work, but it's rewarding, man. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm constantly thinking, cooking up ideas. Uh, emotionally, man, I would say I'm in a good place, man. Um, and at a certain point in life, I just hit a point to where I realized that um, I was going to be in control of my emotions, right? Yes, so um, whether I had a good day, bad day, whatever kind of day, you know, I realized it was ultimately up to me. So, um, man, I've been having good days, bro. I, you know, I, I don't let stuff get to me too much. I stay focused on the goal. If it's not about the bottom line, I'm not, I'm not letting it into that, that emotional space for me, man. Um, physically, physically, I'm doing well, man. I've been training. I've been <laughs> getting it in. So, um, yeah, man, I feel great. Um, doing what I need to be doing, knocking stuff out the way. So life is good, man. Can't complain. That's good, man. That's good to hear that, man. You know, and I would say that a lot of people, like you said, don't ask those questions, but I fit it in the show, man, because I was like, I noticed one. I never asked it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, it, man, like how I met you, me being from Fort Valley and being now a Sigma, but also my big bro, my um, brother-in-law being your profite, uh, man, how, yeah. how was your time at Fort Valley State University, man? How was that? It was uh, it was an amazing experience. It, it's something that I, I wouldn't trade for the world, honestly, because um, it allowed me to be around educated black people yeah. that were all going for something, that were all uh, shooting for things. A lot of us were first, second, you know, maybe third generation college students, mm -hmm. and so um, there wasn't too much before us that it that it really gone and and done these things, you know, before. And really, I would say maybe just second generation, first and second generation college students, right? But um, the type of environment that Fort Valley was, um, everybody was hungry, bro, you know, and it created uh, something where everybody was doing something. If you wanted to be in the, the arena, you had to be there, you had to compete, you had to go hard. People was going to clown you at Fake the Funk or anytime you got on stage or, you know, you went to perform your craft, you know, if you weren't up to par. But if you were good, people were going to support you. They were going to rock with you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that that whole environment was um was amazing to tap into the alumni pool and to see the people that had gone there before. 
and to see how many of the alumni just own property and buildings and real estate, you know, in, in Georgia, you know, not just the Fort Valley area, um, put things into perspective. So to have that type of rich legacy that was already there, right? And then in conjunction with the people that are coming in that are hungry, that want to do things um, and have ideas, you know, with how we want to go and attack the world once we leave here. Um, yeah, man, that you can't get that too many other places, you know, Fort Valley's an unsung hero when it comes to that. So that's amazing, man. So with that, so how did you get into acting into being a stuntman into the music that you are in, man. But outside of that, bro, like what has been, tell us some TV shows and some movies you have been in as well. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I guess I'll kind of give like a timeline and, and list some of the things in the order that they happen. Um, it started off uh, 2017 Black Panther, the first Black Panther film. Now, prior to this, uh, I've been trying to break in and get in as an actor. I'd done several workshops and even started uh, getting on the film sets just as an extra. I was just like, hey, bro, I'm happy to be background. I'm here. Like, you know, I see the star of the show, like they're right there type, like, you know, it's getting real type deal. So I was happy with that. I'm looking for um, ways to even, I told myself, I said, hey, if you can do some background work on Black Panther when it drops, bro, you in the game, you know, like don't let them mess around and let you actually be able to like do some fighting stuff in there, you know? So uh, I'm saying all of this, I'm praying on it, um, sleeping on it, I'm training on it, you know, because I know, and I'm aware of these things, I'm watching the superhero market from um, films like, I remember going to see um, Captain America Winter Soldier in the theaters. And when I watched the film, I was like, oh, bro, I want to do this. Like, like I got to be a part of something in this field, you know, like down the line. So, um, yeah, that led me to stalking all these Marvel projects under the pseudonyms and, you know, other names, that they're, the working titles that they have. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually I came across this Black Panther audition. They said, hey, it's an open casting call. So somebody drop by, uh, give us a, a resume, let us know what skills you have. We're looking for martial artists. Uh, if you have any martial arts experience, anything, just let us know, you know, put it on there. So um, I told them that I had, you know, a couple uh, years of like uh, Chinese goji Ryu. And um, basically um, just let them know that I had some martial arts experience. And uh, from there, you know, they called us back out. We had to come audition. It was hundreds of people, you know, at the audition. And um, yeah, just one by one, they taught us the choreography, eight beats, performed it on the spot in front of all the core, uh, coordinators. And uh, they made their selection as far as who they were going to choose to be in it. Mm -hmm. So out of the audition block that I was in, I think only, you know, maybe me and another guy made it. Um, so it was it was Fair. pretty taxing. So once we got on the team for Black Panther, we did a three week boot camp. And this is something that to this day, I, I haven't seen any other film do. Um, but we trained uh, day in to sun up, sundown kind of deal, um, going through the basic beats, falls, reactions, uh, vignettes, uh, some everything. And we finally get out there. We start filming. And, um, you know, at that moment, you, you know, I, I really start understanding. OK, wow, I'm a stunt man. So um, that led to just. It opened the door for the scene in the first Black Panther where Mbaku picks me up and tosses me and stuff like that. <laughs> uh ryan coogler on the day was just looking around the set and he looks at me he stops he goes hey you 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to do this gag. Um, yeah, we're gonna have uh, Baku come and pick you up. I had no idea what this was ultimately going to be type deal, but you know, I was handpicked for it for even that. Um, so then that experience led me to get an audition for uh, Avengers Infinity War. So I had to audition for that film while I was still filming uh, the first Black Panther, right? And so we sent those clips off, um, got approved to be in that film, and uh, they carried over. They were shooting Avengers Infinity War and Endgame at the same time. So my first year in the bi- uh, in the business, in the industry, these are the first, like, three projects, you know, back-to-back. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> yo, it's real, right? Um. <laughs> So from there, um, it, I had some some highs and lows that that year. Those were extreme highs, right? And uh, I had to learn that it's like, okay, you have to kind of budget your stuff. I had to learn the business side of it and even getting incorporated so um, I could get certain tax breaks. You know, um, <laughs> hey, got to do what you got to do. Yes, sir. So um, these things um, culminated in me starting my own business around this time. Um yeah, uh, start branching out into the stunt world more. Uh, worked on MacGyver from there. Um, Black Lightning, Cloak and Dagger, you know, uh, a, a bunch of kind of like superhero shows and stuff. And uh, even some just like dramas and stuff like that, like uh, Madam Secretary and, and whatnot. But um, this ultimately opened the door once again for me to get an audition through the stunt coordinator um, to audition for Black Lightning. Right. And um, audition for Black Lightning, I think I want to say maybe two or three times, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the last time that I auditioned for him was the final season that they're airing. Right. And this is kind of like the opportunity. I, I told myself, I said, I just had a feeling in my bones. I was like, this is going to be the, the TV show to give me my first speaking role. And with it being in this last season, I was like, all right, here we go. It's all or nothing. Right. So, um, I do the audition, they send it off, I get a call back and they say, hey, we want you to do the part. Turns out it's portraying the role of Breonna Taylor's boyfriend from that situation. Uh Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this material is really heavy. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to make sure I I did that right. Um, But that that experience, you know, taught me a lot. And that was my first speaking role, uh, first acting role, you know, in, in the industry. Um, then that transition to another coordinator, uh, sending me another audition for BMF and sent that audition, same kind of process. Uh, he told me early on in the, the email, he said, okay, don't play this one serious. Don't try to be the tough guy and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you, you send a tape in, this is the director's note. They're specifically asking for this. They've seen a lot of people in, you know, they still haven't exactly found what they're looking for. And so um, I said, okay, okay, I got something for you, you know? So I went and uh, did the audition. I, I kind of hammed it up of uh, just like a, a fast food worker that this kind of excited to be there, even though they have like a real corny job type deal, you know, they still take everything that they do, you know, serious in that realm. And um, to get the reaction um, from the other character, I was kind of creating this, this bed that they could play off of. And when it came time to uh to actually do the scene, I realized that I'm I'm putting all of this stuff together as the show is actually coming out and you know things like that. 
Um, but this this scene is basically establishing Lamar Silas as, hey, I'm back out here. Uh, I'm a threat. I'm, I'm on your behind type deal, right? And so um, seeing that character dynamic, I understood why the director wanted uh, a character that was going to play uh, that role that way. So, um, yeah, I, I came in. Tasha Smith was the director uh, for that episode. And her energy as a director is phenomenal, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what all she does, you know, as she continues. But, um, yeah, we we did the the role with um, with Lamar Salas in BMF, and that was in the season uh, premiere of the first season. And, um, yeah, they they ended up bringing me back for uh, for this one. So. We'll see. We'll see that character again in a couple of weeks. Yes, indeed. See, that's what we talking about. That's amazing, man. That's amazing, bro. So, in that, man, what is your it factor, man? Why you do what you do? Oh man, um, it's it's just in me. Just to be honest with you, um, my lineage, my my dad is a preacher, my mom is a teacher, right? And for me, it's a couple things, um. You know, I, I believe in God first, you know what I'm saying? So for me, my life is just trying to do stuff God's way. You know what I'm saying? Just being real. That's I'm trying to align myself as close with God's way of doing stuff um, as possible and let the rest, you know, fall into place. But by aligning things God's way, it's like, bro, I take the pressure off of myself of having to try to figure everything out. You know what I'm saying? You, there is no like my way. My way is God's way. You feel me? So um it it sets you up to where it's kind of like a foolproof plan. And you can really step out on confidence. You can really step out and and do what you need to do. Um, because you know that this way is tried and true type deal. So when it comes to that, man, um, it's just finding a way to tell these stories and to give people something that they can relate to, something that people can can have an experience with, you know, and um, hopefully it changes, you know, their perspective or how they feel, you know, about different things. It hopefully it it sheds light on certain situations and um, yeah, it has an impact on people. You know, that's, that's the ultimate goal of, you know, why I do what I do type deal is to be an example, man, to, to just hopefully be that light and shine bright enough to where it's like, you know, other people can get some light too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure, man. I respect that. I like yeah. that. That's real. That's real, man. Definitely. Yeah. So my my next question that get me with this is uh, so what would be an ultimate project for you? Uh, need to be a TV show, a movie? What's something that you like? When I do this, I'm good. Like I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I would say that honestly, man, it, it kind of folds back into that last question of um my my dream role is honestly something that 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 just resides in the culture, bro. You uh -huh. know, something that that hits people on the level to where it's like, no, they remember that character. They remember like it's lines, it's quotables, you know, it's stuff that they're they're like, this character is so raw, I feel it. This character is a part of me, you know. Um, that's that's really kind of like my dream role and my dream job. Any type of film, I don't even know if this film exists. And to be quite frank, bro, I, I'm probably gonna have to to write it myself. You know, I've um I've been in my bag too of just um working on scripts, working on a story, um, applying my skills as a writer from uh, music into 
uh script and and film writing and stuff like that so um yeah man though those are the kind of things uh it's going to be that role that that has layers to it that as you rewatch it and you you go back into it you're like oh I get it, bro. This is really about life. This is really like bigger than just this movie type deal. But um, but yeah, I see what they did here. You know, I like that. I like that. You're gonna be on some yeah. downhill stuff. You're gonna be like, yeah, yeah man. I, I gotta do something that means something. If it doesn't mean anything, then it's like, like, what are we here for? Right? Yeah. Um, I look at it like this, man. We're here on this earth, and outside of what we do here, there's no other real documentation that we existed. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like this is our life's work. This right. is what's going to outlive us at the end of the day. You know, um, people can still play these videos. You know, my kids and their kids can still go back and they can watch these films and they can say, oh, you know, my father, my grandfather was a part of this, you know, or my father, my grandfather actually did this. He released this music. He released this, you know, the, this art and this art had an impact on the world. So. It's yeah, sweet, man. That's why I started the podcast because kids gonna my kids gonna be able to see the kids kids gonna be able to see them like dang this right. is what that, what granddad did and it means something it's something right that uh gonna leave a stain in when you gone you know so in that man that lead right into my next question so when you're gone my guy like when it's all said and done you yeah you gotta be gone it's just all said and done you old yeah 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 you don't want to do that no more uh what would you like to be remembered for man? Honesty, man, being real, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, being transparent, it's, this is a, a industry of illusions at the end of the day, just being real, you know, once you frame up the camera, what's in this, you know, this rectangle, that's the world that we're living in, you know? So it doesn't matter what's on the other side of this type, like, bro, I'm in, I'm in my room right now and, you know, in the spare room type deal, you know, I just got a backdrop set up. You know, but it's like it may look like I'm in a, a a studio or something, you know, but it's like that's really how they film things. Right. It may look like they're on this alien planet in another dimension, but, bro, they're in a dusty warehouse in Atlanta, you know. Right. It's just a room. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a room. You know what I'm saying? So. uh And and even beyond that, that's kind of like the surface level evolution. But um. Because you can create and you can place everything within this frame, you have full control over what people see and how people feel about what they see. You control the story and the beat to beat. You can frame any argument that you want to make and you can do it without a rebuttal. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like the rebuttal comes afterwards and the, the critics reviews and stuff like that. Right. But for however many times, like an hour and 30 minutes, let's just say you have somebody's undivided attention where you can tell whatever narrative you want to tell yes. you know so um there are there are a lot of people who get paid to lie to you bro i'm not, I'm not even gonna lie you know it's there's a certain level of um it's profitable when you know when you're in on a secret that everybody else doesn't know yet you know yeah. and you can make money off the fact that other people don't know type deal and you can actually promote the ignorance to them, you know what I'm saying? And let them buy and eat it up type deal while you do the stuff that you really know is good for you, you know? Um, yeah, at the end of the day, man, I just want to break down some of those those barriers of just like, uh, we got to be honest with each other, man. 
There's no real growth without honesty, you know? And there's honesty in these characters and how we portray these characters and stuff like that. I want to tell real life stories of people's family members. And, you know, like for somebody to say, I either know somebody like that or that's me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I think that's the real goal of it. And um, and I'm true. I'm, I'm sure that everyone has their own, you know, their own truth about things. There's a relative truth, but there's also that universal truth, that truth that's true, regardless of who says it, when they say it, how they say it. You know what I'm saying? It's true Monday through Sunday, you know, 24 seven. It don't matter how you test it. It's, it's true. It is what it is, you know, and that's the kind of truth. That's the type of realism that I'm I'm seeking to to translate in in every art form that I do, you know. And that's amazing, man, because I feel like that's that's impactful. And I feel like that's what, like I said, leaving that stain in the earth going to be because they're going to remember a lot of people are not honest. A lot of people that we look up to or famous are like you meet them and you like, dang, I can't believe they that way. You really? Yeah. Not. You know, you really not it. And it's like we hold people. I stopped holding people to a higher standard because I was like, they're not God. Two, they're going to do what they want to do. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be truthful. That's what changing the narrative is. You know, that's why I live. You know, you have to be truthful because I feel like as a black man, I feel like a lot of times we see things or do things. And like you said, hey, they ain't doing that, man. They showing you that, oh, this the way this hot. They not doing that. You know, so you have yeah. to be truthful. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just realized that uh, a lot of people are playing roles. A lot of people are playing characters in real life, mm-hmm. you know, not just on the camera and stuff like that for the for the art form. But in real life, day to day, people are putting on masks. People are, you know, putting on personas and they're not even being truthful with themselves, right. you know. And um, yeah, that's that's the first thing. It's like you got to be honest with yourself. If you can't truly love who you are, you know, flaws and all. You know, everybody has stuff they have to work on. You know what I'm saying? We're all working and we're all growing in certain areas, you know? Um, So you don't have to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, that's not an excuse to to not strive for perfection either. You know what I'm saying? You know? Um, And it's it's having that balance in life to, to understand that, you know? Yes, sir, man. Right about that. So before we do close, man, um, what are some up and coming things we could be looking forward to that you can speak on that we that you're doing? Okay. That you <laughs> yeah, um, BMF is coming out in a in a couple of weeks, man. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big one. Um, and then you know, in between, man, it's some stunt projects and stuff like that. Um, I just finished doubling uh, Luke James for them season two. That probably won't come out until next year or later on this year at the, at the tail end. Um, yeah, some some work on the the Wonder Years and stuff. But outside of um, you know the the stunt stuff and um and the speaking role that I'm that I'm doing, I just released a an EP not too long ago, um in October, and um yeah. I'm, getting the music out and stuff like that and pushing that forward i got some stuff cooking in that 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 realm i can't say too much as far as what i'm planning to do on it but um but yeah man i'm i'm planning on impacting that that industry as well in a in a big way so um yeah i'm working on a platform to where artists can come together and they can um take their music take their their art 
just in general back into their own hands and um really be their own boss so yeah i like that man and uh thank you for being a brother thank you for being a father man thank you for being the black man that you are thank you for that, Appreciate that man. definitely man thank you for being a husband bro you know I was telling uh, one of the guys I interviewed last night, I was telling him, I was like, you know, thank you for taking care of my sister or whatever, right? And we was talking right. and he had proposed. And I was like, yeah, you ain't gonna get that many packs on the back. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm glad you're a fiance. And we were joking about it, but I was like, I'm glad you are, because there's a lot of people that we're excited about it, but you're not really excited about it. I was like, don't let that your life become a routine. Yeah. So you yeah. have to do what you do. <laughs> you know? when, I, when I really look at it, bro, I feel like this, man. Creating a family and leading the family, especially as a man, is probably some of the most important work that that we ever gonna do in life, period. It's probably our 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 magnum opus, if anything else. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm proud of everything that I do, all of my accomplishments and stuff like that, as far as uh what I've been able to do in the film world, you know, the television world. And even in music and stuff like that. But I know no matter what I do in those those fields, my greatest accomplishment is going to be what I'm able to produce with my kids, bro. Because when you look at, when you break down, let's just start with the world. You know, people are like, oh, the world is a messed up place. You know, why is the world so effed up and all this other kind of stuff, right? Well, what is a, a a world comprised of you got continents you got countries you got states you got cities you got neighborhoods and then you got communities and what finally families but at the base of it you know and and i would say even past family to take it even a step further is you you know what i'm saying to, to take it all the way from macro to micro, you know, but the basis of of a nation, of a country, of a city, of a state, of of any of this stuff, it starts with family. Indeed. It starts with us at the root, you know, some Michael Jackson, man in the mirror types. <laughs> <laughs> but but we take that and especially as men, it's our job to lead and to get everybody else in that same um line of communication and that same level of uh of understanding right and then um once you have your family together right we all have people that we run with uh run with that we're cool with you know um this now becomes our community this is our our family expands right even before it, it gets to our friends right our family is big. We got cousins who are doing the same thing. We got, you know, sisters, brothers, aunties, uncles that are all doing the same thing, right? And so now our family itself is a big unit. You know what I'm saying? It's outside of just the immediate family. You know what I'm saying? The nuclear family. Now we've gone into the extended family. And the extended the extended family lit too. You know what I'm saying? And so now you get a, a community of extended families together. Now you start getting a little population together. Now you start getting some stuff to where it's like, okay, you know, we could we could do some stuff now, you know? Um, and then the more of those come together, you have a city, you have a town, you got a state, you got a, a nation, you got a country, you know? And so that's kind of, um, you know, the goal with everything that it's just like the foundation of all of this stuff, man, that's long went to say the foundation of all of this is family, bro. 
you know, and if we're not in order, if we don't have that family unit um, in place where these kids can grow up in a two parent household, you know what I'm saying? And understand what it's like to have a father and a mother, you know, both of them in the same house, both of them holding you accountable, both of them, you know what I'm saying? Like showing you how it's a uh, relationship is supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the foundation right now. It's like, it's so many statistics that, um, that just shed light on the situation of what happens in single parent households versus, you know, two parent households. It's like, at the end of the day, bro, it starts with us. This, our kids are our contribution to society. We're literally giving human beings back to society. Like, all right, <laughs> like these are the next people that we're going to entrust the world to, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's our job to really make sure that, um, that they're well equipped and they're prepared for when their time comes to take over, you know. Sir, man, that's right. That's right, right there. That's all right, right there. I ain't said this in a long time, but that's righteous. And that's the truth, like we said. So with that, man, do you have any questions for me? Oh man, um I would say what are what are some of your your plans and your goals, you know, in the future? And um and hey, if there's anything that I can do, you know, let me know, man. If there's anything, any kind of collaborations or anything that um that you you feel like you might want to do, man, um, just let me know. Yeah. You know, you know, man. I'm uh anytime something come up from now, I'm, I'm dang sure gonna call you, man, or like reach out to you because we got each other number and uh, things outside of that. You're part of the Effective Network now, so I'm just like yeah. scroll down, like, hey, how you doing? Look, we need to do this, this, and this. But outside yeah. of it, man, I, I look forward to keep growing my podcast, bro. And I got a book coming out soon, The Art of Networking, because I feel like a okay. lot of people got away from networking. So with that, it's just showing how I started the podcast because I always get a question of like, how you got this person on? Or how you did this? Or, and it's like, hey, let me just go and write my book. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love meeting people. I love seeing what our people do. And we live in a world where we all are moving so fast to where I like to slow them down and get least 30 minutes to an hour out of people and really give them their flowers. So yeah. Do, man. I appreciate it, bro. Uh you you're doing some incredible work, man. And and honestly, man, I feel like it's important too because like you said, bro, a lot of this stuff goes under the radar. Um not really noticed, man. I'm one of those people, bro. I'm terrible at self-promotion. I'll be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll do something and not even acknowledge it so my wife has been uh getting on me like heavy about like no like like push your stuff like market and i think that you're one of the people um just within the community that uh understands how to to navigate and pull things out of people you know and to shed light on certain situations because it's like we do have to celebrate each other while we're here you know and it's like that leads to a platform to where it's like you're going to be acknowledged for, you know, the work that you've done in and out with everybody, too. So it's amazing just to see um, the the many black collaborators that we have, man, people just having an idea and just running with it, just saying, hey, I got a vision for this. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm finna build this plane while I'm flying. You know what I'm saying? It's like a deal of like, bro, yeah, it's, it's necessary. It's needed, man. And um. And I thank you for for celebrating not just me, but other people, other creators, and stuff like that within the space as well. And um, I'm I'm honored to share the experience with you, man, and to see your evolution in the process as well, man. I'm blessed to be on this journey with you. Thank you, man. Well, I'll be talking to you soon, bro, man. Have a great Saturday, great weekend. I hope you 
you off Monday, you get be free. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got some free time, man. It's gonna be with the kids and and training, working. But yeah, <laughs> I work with myself, so every day is a it's, right. it's a job, man. <laughs> All right, then, brother. I'm gonna be talking to you soon, man. Okay, have a good one, man. Stay blessed. You too, man.